Merhaba everyone and welcome to another episode of the Turkish Breakfast Club. I'm your host Miranda Lin. Beer is the most consumed alcohol in Turkey. And yet most of the brands you find in the tekel and supermarket come from just two brewers. FS produces not only its own line of pilsners and ales, but also Bomonti, Becks, Miller and Fosters. Tuborg is owned by the Danish mega brewer Carlsberg. The idea of craft beer with its small batches and independent makers is slowly finding traction in Turkey. But the very first to hop to it was Garaguzum, a family business started by the husband and wife team of Atach and Akgonja Besi. We sat down with them to talk about Turkish beer making and drinking culture, how they brought their vision of the world to Turkey, and about the very sobering legal hurdles they face, not only as a small business, but especially as alcohol producers in this country. So without further ado, let's get to it. Hoş geldiniz. Welcome to the Turkish Breakfast Club. My first and most important question is about your name, Garaguzu. I'm not at all an expert in Turkish, but I know that Karakuzu means black sheep. But where does Garaguzu come from? It is an uh, accent of where we live, around Mula. They, they don't uh, pronounce K as a K. They always pronounce it G. So that's why it is Garaguzu. It's local. It's the local. local Are you both from Mula? I'm I'm from Mula. I I, uh, I born here and I lived uh, till the uh, this day. Uh, and that's why I'm uh, my roots from here. So you're the you're the guest sound in the couple. Yeah, but Akunja lived here uh, about uh, more than twenty years, I guess. Yeah, from Izmir, so just the neighborhood. But I always uh, lived in Mula after the university. Okay. So where did the idea of brewing your own beer come from then? Uh, actually, uh, I worked as a uh, mountain guide for a while in Turkey and outdoor sports guide. And I found a job in the uh, United States, in North Carolina. Uh, and when I was there in North Carolina, and you were living in, uh, in a camp, about 100 guides all 20, 25 years of, of age, uh, and every night has a party. Yeah. And one of the guys, my friend, uh, said, you love uh, beer a lot, and uh, why don't you try this one? And I said, what's that? And I said, she said, "It's a, this is a craft beer. And, oh, what's the craft beer? And he explained to me what's that and different. I, I drink it, and it's weird. And something different than the normal standard industrial beers. And I like it very much. And it was in 1994. And that days, even in the United States, the craft beers are not very popular. But I follow up this craft beer scene all this year, and I always keen on to do it. I mean, brewing something. When did it move from like a fan of tasting the beers to an idea that you wanted to make it yourself? Actually, uh, when we came to here uh, with Akonja, uh, we couldn't find a good beer to drink it. And uh, we should uh, brew our own beers to drink a good beer. Uh, the idea came from that. And at Gonjo, what was your reaction when he just came back from the U.S. and said, let's start making beers? <laughs> we were in South America 
and we are just in the middle of Patagonia. There is nothing around. There is just one min- uh, bungalow. But when you get inside, it is a, such a small pizzeria. The grandson and the granddaughters are making pizza and the grandmas are brewing beer uh, behind the pizzeria. It's a very small uh, brewing and we were really very surprised and impressed. What we <laughs> don't think, Turkey is different than South America. <laughs> Say that's that's such a nice inspiration. But then to come back to Turkey, uh, what was it like to try and get started that way? Actually, uh, I I've been in uh, England to uh, get a course. I mean, brewing course because uh, I know uh, beer tasting, but I I don't know anything about brewing beer. And I've been there about a month, and I get an idea, and we made a calculation: uh, how much beer can we produce and uh, how can we survive it? But in Turkey, in Turkey conditions with the um, tax conditions, actually it's too high. Uh, that's why it's quite impossible. And uh, in the Excel sheet, always the, the, the amount of production is always on up and up and up and up. And the smallest amount is kind of uh, 100,000 liters in a year. And oh, it's we need to begin. Uh, quite a bit, not not small is not uh, good in Turkey conditions, and that's why we begin from the under thousand liters. So you really started like yeah, going all the way yeah, yeah. <laughs> from zero to a hundred thousand. We never uh, uh, produced like small batches or small things. We we begin from the hundred thousand liters. <laughs> I guess that you just have to go and commit to it. At the same time, according to law. There is no difference to be small or the industrial one. So we are just running on the same path. So which doesn't you? It doesn't really let you to be small as we uh, wish or as we planned at the beginning. So we need to get a big, a bigger and bigger. Uh, and now we are we are about three three hundred thousand liters in a year now. Mashallah. Not, yeah. Thank you, but it's not a big, uh, if you compare to the uh, Europe or the United States, it's, it's not a big thing, but uh, we got three times bigger in this uh, period of uh, seven years. So seven, seven years. So from when you came back in with the idea that you want to start, that was in what year? 2000? 2010, we got an idea and I've been in, uh, in England and turned back in 2011 and we set up the company and we ordered the equipment. We uh, began to uh, procedures of the government. And 2014, we uh, completed all 2014? About three so years. it took three years to go yeah. through. Yeah. Was it getting the equipment or was it just to the government just regulation? Just the government, government, government procedures, yeah. But we paid the government uh, all the taxes and everything that, like we, as we have a brewery already, just because we have a company. So for three years, you had to pay the taxes without being allowed yet to do actually produce. But now it's changed. But yeah. that time has it made it easier or harder now? Easier now. we had we had two kids at. Well, you needed more workers to help you with the production, so that's why you had to have kids, right? 
<laughs> so did you have any other help like from any other investors to help you with all the equipment and all this like initial paperwork and taxes or is it really just the two of you family family business yeah two of us two of us we, we are just two of us we are still small but uh, we are just really be proud of uh, ourselves yeah. too because we are just the two pe- people to start in the, the business in that way just for love and we I, I yeah, can't yeah. say managed but we are on the way and we share it with least, different people like 15 uh, people are uh, working uh, we are all together in here and which is good as well we are, we, we are sharing uh, this business with, with them too uh, which is uh, extra thing to, to make you happy I don't know in Turkey was there a craft beer scene at all when you came back? Like, was there any knowledge even of, of this idea yet? Uh, actually, there, there was uh, craft, uh, not craft breweries, but uh, beer pubs. Mm-hmm. But not the craft brewery as we are. Uh, and uh, which we produce and try, uh, begin to sell. It was a little bit uh, surprised, actually. Which is good uh, because people are interested a lot. Wow, wow, what's that? What, this is beer, but different. Uh, and we have an ecosystem, uh, kind of a, like Wikipedia kind of things. You can see the comments uh, of us for the early comments. Uh, even now, uh, some of the uh, comments are, what a great beer, or what is that, or something like that. But some of them are, what's that shit, or something very bad things as well, you know, because they just faced it, which mm. is good for the uh, culture, beer, uh, craft beer scene in Turkey. Well, I find it really interesting because, I mean, I'm from Canada originally, and the average beer there, like the most common beer, is not very good. Like it's it's mm-hmm. cheap is mainly the best thing, but there's a lot of variety. So you can get a lot of different craft beers, a lot of other like smaller brands. Whereas in Turkey, I think it's almost, it feels like the opposite, where FS, I think is not bad. I think it's better than the average. But there's not much variety after that. And even like the other brands, like Tuborg and everything, or Miller and Bomonti, they all taste the same or very similar. So it's kind of in the same range of flavors. And Garakuzu was the first one that I tried from Turkey that was like, Ah, it's a it's a it's a different flavor. It's very you can tell it's something different. Whether you like it or not, yeah. I mean, it's a, your own. That's true. Uh-huh. That's true. You are right. I, I agree with you. Actually, we are thinking the same. Uh, this is not the matter of you like it or not. Just uh, you, if you agree, it's a different, which is good. Actually, is that the black sheep garaguzu mentality? Yeah, exactly. Different uh, means always uh, open to um, explore, you know. Well, it was not our priority to uh, that that everybody likes and drinks our beer. This is the beginning point. We just uh, want to brew what we like. It is just our taste. So that's why we, mo- uh, plenty of people find the taste is really very bitter and ask us, why is it that bitter? You just make it more mellow. But we don't like mellow. We, we like bitter taste. So that's why we, we don't really uh, think about the comments about uh, the recipes. And we like what we like. Yeah. Is there something that makes 
Turkish beer stand out, you think? Something different in the way that Turkish flavors or Turkish palate approaches beer making process? Actually, uh, my opinion, I don't believe that because this is a culture and cultures are changed, you know, time to time. And we, we never uh, try to use that phrase as the Turkish taste. Uh, but uh, we mainly, as Akonja said, uh, what we love it, we made it. That's it. Uh, we are working like that. And at the same time, uh, we are not allowed to use neither fruit nor fruit juice in the beer because uh, it motivates people to drink alcohol in uh, Turkish law. So it makes us uh, a little bit more creative uh, while doing the recipes or brewing. Uh, that's why, for example, we have an experimental beer, which is uh, lovely pink, as you know, that it is red ale. It is pink, pink with a, a pinkish foam, uh, in which uh, the color comes from the beetroot and the uh, pine honey uh, underneath. So it, it is experimental and it looks super nice. But people are very surprised because if you say pink beer, Nobody thinks that it's it can be a pink beer, but it is. It can be a pink beer. Where the beer means not a, a yellow liquid, which is five uh, percent alcohol. So we need to uh, change our ideas and our taste as well. Yeah, actually, when you drink all the time in your beers, and uh, your palate is getting uh, closer, you know. Uh, because we are thinking the same, thinking the same, and it's very dangerous. And somebody uh, come from outside uh, to your team and uh, different uh, way of looking, which makes us good as well for open our uh, palettes or the ideas. Um, so I just wanted to go back to what you were saying before, that there's a rule that you can't use fruits in your beer making. Any fruit at all, or is it? Or, or like a to make it too sweet? Is that what they're afraid of? The last uh, one year ago, it was uh, all of them uh, was forbidden uh, in before. But we what we did, we don't use the uh, main uh, fruit, but uh, we use the uh, zest. zest of the uh, let's say orange or the uh, mandarin zest. But then government says, uh, okay, you can do it, but you need to pay extra this much tax for using the... A fruit tax. <laughs> now we are thinking about, uh, are we going to pay this uh, extra tax or not? Just to use the, a little shaving from it. <laughs> I mean, is that the main barrier, you think, to having more uh, craft breweries? Is that the, the tax situation is just too hard right now? Yeah, it is too is very difficult you know it's the same tax situation but very small uh, company it's very difficult because at the same time also the uh, brew pub is forbidden so you cannot sell your beer where you brew it yeah. you have to separate it so that's why if you are yeah. if you are small and um, you don't really have m much option well i was one of our previous episodes i was talking to um an expert in Turkish wine. And he was saying that a lot of people had struggled because there's no advertising allowed for alcohol. Right. And so finding customers, especially for small businesses, being able to 
find your customers who are interested in this stuff and tell them about your product is really difficult. How have you been able to tell people about craft beer, you know, teach people that ha- maybe haven't heard of it before and then you know, get them to be interested in your company? Uh, actually, I'm not thinking the same because if the advertisement is, was uh, free in Turkey for the alcoholic things, uh, industrial ones will smash us much more easily because they had everything. They all power they have. Uh, they have a budget. Budget, they money. So it actually makes it more equal now for you. Yeah, yeah. everything they uh-huh. have, but we don't have, we have nothing, you know. And it's better on the, uh, at least one uh, situation, situation, we are on the same level, uh, which is good with the industrial one. Mm. Actually, I'm trying to uh, tell the people uh, is the many small breweries are many small uh, wine yards are coming up and we have many friends i think this is a uh, much more fair uh, level for the uh, advertisement uh, level and style It's time for a little beer break now to remind you that we are on Facebook and Instagram at The Turkish Breakfast Club. We post episode notes there along with quizzes and questions that let us hear back from you. So please join the club and give us a follow. Now that you've built yourself up into like a a bigger brand, I'm sure you've probably attracted the attention of FS and the bigger brands now. Like, is there any temptation to maybe partner with them, sell to them, be part of this bigger corporation, and then you can have even more power than than on the small level? Uh, actually, we, we didn't have any uh, attempt like that. We we have friends from the uh, industrial ones. We are going there to visit. They are coming here to visit us. But uh, at the same time, uh, it's easier to them to build up a craft brewery uh, in their side. You know, they, they both of them as uh, craft breweries now and FS has to work as, as, as I've seen as, that uh, what do we think about their craft breweries <laughs> the point is they are not craft yeah. we just want to uh, teach people uh, that if you're a, a industry big company and if you buy your agri- ingredients with your industrial big budget money just because your size is small in that microbrewery, your uh, product is not a craft beer because we all buy our ingredients from Europe and our size and their size is really very different. So the, the price of the uh, uh, ingredients that you uh, order, uh, the amount of the order, the price changes a lot. So it, it, we really can't... Uh, call them as a craft beer. They think that they have a a craft beer brand, but it is not a craft beer. Yeah, it does. When I saw it in the supermarket, I was like, this seems like they're cheating a little bit, that they're trying to take advantage of the name and not actually. Like, it's still the same mega corporation that makes this. Uh, Actually, I can't say uh, cheating, but uh, they are playing the game as the government's rules uh, they don't want to change the game but we we want to change the game what do you want to change then what is what's your your goal your vision for uh, my goal it's my personal we are the first uh, craft brewery not brew pub but the first brewery in turkey 
and hopefully uh, I will see the uh, at least 50 craft breweries in Turkey uh, in in next 10 years. Uh, and I will be proud of it if I see that. Have you started to see like there is momentum building, yeah. like that there's more and more people joining, more interest uh, so, in it? Yes. Actually, last couple of months in the pandemic, uh, we begin to uh, make a new, um, like a club, a craft brewery club. Uh, we are trying to work on, and we, we will be about eight, nine uh, craft breweries uh, coming together uh, to make a union. Yeah, really. Uh, you know, you need some uh, power for the, uh, let's say, government to talk with the government. Uh, if you go to the government. Uh, as a, along yeah. with a small brewery, nobody cares. But if you are in union, uh, mm. they will accept it anyway. You have more power together. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I'm curious, how how was COVID? Like, what was the effect of the lockdowns and uh, on the entire <laughs> process, not just sales, but on also, you know, your creativity, your production, everything? Actually, uh, it's dropped down very, very much. Uh, the, our energy drop down, you know, uh, we can't uh, produce a lot and uh, we don't feel the produce uh, a lot. New ideas don't coming up, you know, everybody uh, in different uh, sectors of the in the world, and we are in the same situation. Uh, if I don't feel it, it's not just a business, you know, if you don't feel it, you can create it and, and it won't be good at the same time, I guess. And that's why we waited. And now we are getting energy now. Last one and a half months, yeah, we are getting energy now. And uh, last couple of weeks at, at the same time, just before the Bayram, uh, we are coming here 7, 7.30 in the morning and uh, turning back to home about 11, 12 o'clock in the, at night. You know, all teams are working very hard. We missed it very much. We missed it mm. very much. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. But during that pandemic time, we don't get any benefit from the government, of course. Just because as an alcohol producer, we don't get uh, any sportive uh, sport, uh, support, support the, any they, discount on yeah. taxes and anything they, else. So. Many other uh, industries got the, this, this kind of supports, you know, or even the uh, production. Just alcohol production is out of it, which is which was weird. But still, what can we do? I mean, again, um, when I was talking to the my wine guest, he was saying that there was actually more business, though. Like people were buying more of their yeah. product, of wine yeah. products, at that time yeah. because everyone's at home; they have nothing to do but drink. Yeah. Um, was that at least something that you saw? Like at least more people were buying or more interested in in your beer? Uh, actually, in beer, no. Uh, it's not that kind, uh, and we are about forty percent of the uh, main. You're normal. Normal, uh, our normal, and it does not actually. Uh, wine makers are uh, selling directly uh, by the cargo mm, yeah. transports, but yeah. in here it's uh, not allowed for us. It's by law. By law, beer isn't yes. allowed. You can't. Yes. I can't buy it directly yes. from you. No, no, we can. Yeah, you can buy it directly from here, but we can send it to you uh, by by cargo or by. Uh, so we know. all have to just drive down to Mula yeah, in yeah, order yeah, to yeah, buy yeah. it from you. <laughs> Get it from here. You can buy it from here directly. 
we can send it to you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was hoping I'd get a free uh, beer out of now. Can we do it? This is low. <laughs> now that things are opening up, have you found more demand from like restaurants or from other places now that they're open yeah. again too? Is it yes. balancing yes, a little we, bit? We saw it. Uh, people are uh, missing it a lot to drink together, to, to be uh, outside, even very high prices, you know. Uh, one and a half years after the pandemic, the prices are getting high because yeah. of the uh, euro, uh, US dollar and something like that, and uh, inflation and even that situation. We are too. We like to go out and drink beer to, to in a cafe or, or in a restaurant. Uh, we try to go out more. Yeah, I was going to ask you also about your distribution because when I first discovered your beer, it was in some like special bottle shop, and then I couldn't really find it anywhere else for a while. And now I've started to find it in more places; it's a bit more easily available. But is it hard for you to find places that will sell your beers over FS or Tuborg or whatever? Else? At the beginning, it was our choice not to be everywhere else. We just wanted to be face to face with the market owners, for example, because. Nobody knows what craft beer is. Uh, neither the consumers nor the the shop guys. So that's why we have to uh, on the on the phone every day from Mula to Istanbul or Izmir or wherever. Uh, we always talk with them on the phone and tell them the craft beer culture. And then the first shock for them, for example, the shelf life was six months. Because uh, until that time, all the uh, beers was had minimum a year on the label. So if they can't sell it, the company changed the beers. But we told them that we cannot do that because it's a family business. And just convinced them not to buy boxes and boxes. They, we, we taught them, that please buy less because we uh, you can't waste our uh, effort and then now uh, we still have contacts with the uh, markets and the pubs and everywhere and still continue uh, checking the dates and still t telling them not to buy boxes and uh, don't waste the beer and we still teaching them how it works it's a bit tough but slowly slowly it is not just a beer. It is a craft uh, lifestyle, let's say. We started as, a, of course, as a different beer, different taste of beers. But at the same time, uh, we are living in a small village in such a little house with a big garden with our animals. And you don't really need to consume too much uh in in life uh, everything is enough small is enough that's why we really it's not just a beer it's a kind of movement yeah, i mean it sounds like you've already changed the game in in this way that that's i've never thought of it that way either and i'm glad that people you're teaching people about this that you're forcing them to to adopt the same attitude towards your beer well actually we are we all are learning together at the same time yeah hmm. we we teaching, but uh, we are learning at the same time. You know, it's it's a culture. Uh, you can't give all the time. Culture means everybody putting something, and you are getting from it. Which is that's why I'm always saying the culture, culture, culture. That's why we are learning a lot. 
Yeah. Outside of Turkey, you said that there's you have a few countries now that you're exporting to. Where can we find it in Canada? In Canada. Yeah, <laughs> the biggest, biggest, uh, one of the really? biggest. Actually, first one, the biggest one is uh, Japan. Japan. Japan is the biggest. Yeah. Uh, the okay. second one is Canada. Yeah. We sent UK, UK, Germany, Germany, France, and Cyprus, Australia. Australia. Were those people that you just met along the way who then went back and wanted to bring Garaguzu there? Or how did those relationships start? Some of them are Turkish origin, but they uh, moved there about 40 years ago. Uh, so when they come holiday and they tried Garaguzu and uh, they buy it. The Turkish connection. Everything is mouth to mouth. Mouth to mouth, yeah. yeah. Uh, here. Nothing is really very professional. Yeah, connections. Just That's connection. the best way to do it. But which is good because the especially the bureaucracy and the rules are really so strict. And uh, I'm sure you have an idea about Turkey. Sometimes it's really uh, too much. But the best thing about this uh, subject is really we meet we met many very nice people all around the world and we really get on well with people which is the best thing about the, the craft beer Nangaraguzu. Cheers to Attach and Akgonja for fighting through all the challenges in order to continue bringing something different to Turkey's bars. Please go and support all the local craft brewers by getting back out there and enjoying as many fresh drinks as you can. You can also support this podcast by subscribing, sharing, and following us on Instagram and Facebook at The Turkish Breakfast Club. Until next time, gurusharuz!